Sports Governor with the live studio audience in full effect. What's going on? How you guys doing out there in internet podcast land? Welcome to Sports Done Right here on Spreaker.com. I am the Sports Governor of Minnesota, Vince Wright, duly elected. And I am coming to you live from the Situation Room here at the Executive Mansion, somewhere in the East Metro. So welcome to the show. Man, so much to talk about here. We got the weekend roundup coming up. We got high school football. Got to give a couple little shout outs there to some very close people to me. What's going on in Washington? Why does the head coach hate the quarterback and vice versa? We're going to take a look at the Washington Redskins. If that name offends you, well, until they change it, that's who they are, so... Washington Redskins, the football team from Washington, whatever you want to call them. It's only August, and that team is already in dysfunction. So I don't know what's going on out there. But I'll tell you what, we look at baseball, my Cubbies are still winning. Chris Bryant did it again today with another walk-off home run. Bottom of the ninth, baby, we got to love it. The Cubs are 20 games over 500. Man, I love it. I love it. And all of a sudden, the Twins, just when I was about to say something good about my Minnesota Twins as well, 
They've uh, given up a three-run lead here. I got that game on in the monitor here in the Situation Room. They are tied with Tampa Bay, five apiece in the top of the fourth. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if the Twins can stay close, but we'll talk a little baseball later. I want to give a quick shout-out to our chat room on Spreaker.com here at Sports Done Right. Ronald Cameron, what's up, man? Big Ronald and Jarvis J is in the house. What's going on? We should have more people popping in once the word that the show is live and cracking. So, again, want to thank you guys very much for the support that this little podcast has been receiving. People have been willing to help. People have been emailing suggestions. And check this out. I have received over 100 new Twitter followers since this podcast began. So heads up to you guys in Twitter land as well. I mean, that's incredible. That is just incredible. So really appreciate that. The, the um, Sports Done Right Facebook room has grown by leaps and bounds. And let me tell you. Approaching 80 members there in the uh, Facebook chat room as well. So really appreciating it. What's up, Jungle Brother? The podcast legend himself has joined in. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you guys in the chat room got to be real nice and on your P's and Q's because Reese Bell, a.k.a. my mom, is in this chat room. And I don't know what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say, but you know what? I'm going to keep it real. Like Kevin Hart says, I'm a grown-ass man. I ain't got to worry about nothing. I can say what I want to say. Right, Mom? Mommy? Please? <laughs> anyway, anyway. So, lots of stuff to touch on. We got the NFL, uh, Vikings. Poor Jordy Nelson, man. Packers is a tremendous blow to their, to their receiving core. I uh, want to give a, a big shout-out to Jordy Nelson. It's a, you know we're in Minnesota. It's a big rivalry, but you don't never want to see a baller like him go down like that. Gonna have some college football talk. We're just outside of a week away from the Gophers and uh, Texas Christian up here in Minneapolis at TCF Bank Stadium. My mom, yes, watch your mouth. I hear you, mom. I hear you. We're also gonna have the SEC roundup, and one thing too that we have. It's some breaking news, so let's break this. Well, not that it's broken anyway, but uh, Mom let Dad know that the Pittsburgh Steelers, my dad's from the Pittsburgh area, have signed the Michael Vick. That's right. Michael Vick is a Pittsburgh Steeler, and I think he's going to fit in quite well there. Just like he's done in other places, a good backup to Roethlisberger. Just what they need. And it gives him a little bit of a different option as well. You know, he's older now. He seems to be a little injury prone. But what's not to like about the signing? You know, we're past all that nonsense with the dogs and everything. So hats off to Michael Vick. He is once again going to be working in the NFL. So one thing I wanted to jump on here. Oh, Jersey Vern, the big man himself all the way. We don't know where Jersey's from. He claims New York. He claims New Jersey. We know he's residing in Georgia right now. But big Jersey Vern, what's going on? Mr. Buckeye Nation himself. Former player for a little bit on the uh, line down there in Columbus. So we definitely want to say what's up to my main man, Jersey Vern. Hey, 
as I was saying, now I got a couple little special shout outs that I want to talk about here. We're going to do a little local thing with the high school football. Um, the governor resides in a town called Woodbury, Minnesota. And I am going to have the uh, privilege to watch two of these young kids who I've watched growing up actually go on the field and play each other this week. Let me start with my ace number one that Snoop Dogg says, my nephew, Dylan Pohl. Dylan Pohl is playing for Creighton Durham Hall, which is one of the uh, best football uh, programs here in Minnesota High School. Very proud of the work he's put in. Uh, he has uh, had some ups and downs. May not have known if he actually wanted to play football, but I think he's into it now. And there's been a couple of injuries on the Cretan um, football team. So Dylan Pohl is going to be starting at wide receiver for the mighty Cretan Durham Hall Raiders against my, well, not really mine since I don't have a kid there anymore. My son graduated and my daughter is going to a private school called Hill Murray. But he will be playing against Woodbury, the town I live in. And that brings us to the next person I want to bring up who is a... Um, family friend my son's best friend's little brother and his name is jeremiah cotton and jeremiah is one of the best basketball players in the east metro watched him kind of grow up as well on the court he's really been focused on basketball but the coaches talked him into playing football this year kids extremely talented like dylan both of these kids are you know just very good athletes, very good overall athletes. And we'll see if their bodies can grow into something that they can take to the next level. But Jeremiah in his first game with Woodbury, no time on the clock, catches a pass from the quarterback on the 10-yard line, busts a couple moves, deeks out, runs over a couple people, and gets into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown with no time left. So very proud of Jeremiah, very proud of Dylan. Uh, Woodbury pulled off a, what would be considered probably a small upset over Eastview High School here. And Dylan's Creighton Durham Hall Raiders won their game in a upset of the number ninth ranked, by the way, Lakeville um, South team. So very proud of those young guys. I think I'm going to have them both in here for a nice little interview, sit them down. I know Jeremiah's uh, starting the recruiting process. Dylan's been to some camps. So, again, I'm just very proud of these guys. It hits home when you, you know, you see these kids get raised up right, working hard, doing their thing. So, very proud of them, man. Hats off to the kids. Keep it together in the classroom. You'll go very far. All right, and again, you're listening to Sports Done Right. I am the Governor Vince Wright, Jungle Brother, and the chat room has dubbed me the Sports Governor because I represent Minnesota so well. Always trying to bring the Minnesota heat, and even though I'm a Blackhawks fan, and I know that you know a lot of people don't like that, I get it, I get it, but you know, yeah, I may be goofy as well, but um, we're going to have a lot of fun with this podcast. Minnesota sports, Big Ten sports, Upper Midwest, with a twinge of national news. So, going to be checking in on the chat room here and there. Unfortunately, there's no producer here tonight, so don't have anybody editing the chat for me. So, let's just take a quick look in here. 
see what's going down with everybody. You got Jarvis, Jungle Brother, Jersey, my mom, Reese Bell's in the mix. Brother-in-law, Jeff Paul, I believe, was in here as well. Anyway, um, you guys, keep the support going. Over 100 new Twitter followers because of this show. The Facebook room is growing. Sports Done Right is really on the move, people. Really on the move, so stay with us. And keep supporting the brother, too, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're getting very close. Now, I know I say this every week. I know I say it every week. But we're getting real close to having that, um, oh, for lack of a better term, professional setup where we're going to be able to take the calls. We're going to be running commercials. We're going to be doing all kinds of fun stuff. We're just working out the last few kinks there. And this thing's really going to start taking over. So that's what's going on. And as soon as I look up at the TV, and of course I missed it because I was speaking into the mic, our Minnesota Twins are up 7-5. to five. Yeah, 7-5, to five, top of the fourth inning. Twins need this series, man. They need this series. Obviously not going to catch Kansas City by any means necessary. Uh, Kansas City is about 13 games up on these guys, so it's just not happening. All right. So, uh, anything else we need to talk about? Uh, what's going on? What was what was everybody up to this weekend? What'd y'all get into out there in uh, in the U.S. of A? Vin Man didn't really do a whole lot. Um, just started planning the trip here to Atlanta. The podcast Godfather. Let me fill you in on that. Uh, Doug Stewart, the Doug Stewart Show. Doug Stewart is half of the Two Live Stews. Former radio uh, sports host down at 790 Atlanta. Did a lot of work on ESPN for about five years with uh, First Take. They were actually the uh, f- first set of guests before they p- hired Stephen A. Smith on a permanent basis. And they would go up against Skip. And Doug has, uh, after that, their show went off the air. But Doug has started his own podcast, his own, um, basically his own little podcast network. And he is celebrating the year, the first year anniversary of his show in Atlanta with a uh, meet and greet for all his fans that he calls the Stewies. I had preferred the, the, the Stew Nation myself. But anyway, it's going to be a heck of a time. Doug set up a meet and greet at some of the best restaurants and bars down there on Friday night. Going to go do a little, um, as they say, we're going to go to a little shoe party, a.k.a. strip club for the gentleman a little later that night if they want to, you know. Saturday morning golf tournament. Um, I got family in Atlanta who I ain't seen. I'm going to be able to catch up with my cousins out down there. Man, I'm real excited. And then to top it off Sunday, big viewing party for the uh, Falcons-Dallas game. Doug has brought in a famous chef from South Carolina, which is where he's from. And this guy's going to be cooking it low country style. So they're going to be boiling the crawfish. He's got ribs. He's got red beans and rice. Oh, man, I can't wait to get down there. So the first lady, Angie, is joining me. We're going to have a lot of fun, and I cannot wait. So Jungle Brother in the chat room. Excuse me. Throat's a little harsh today. A lot of talking on the phone at work. So, Jungle says, unless Prince learns how to throw a wicked slider for seven innings, the Twins have no shot at a postseason appearance. There's the Jungle brother letting it ride, letting it ride, letting it ride. Jersey's right behind him laughing his ass off, I'm sure. And there's our main man, the man that's going to be following this show tonight. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Big John Fisher. Don't worry, no sandals tonight, Big John. John Fisher has a podcast after this called Cooking with the Microwave. He does it every night right around 10 o'clock Central Time. Part of that Real Cast family of podcasts. Also got Jungle, Jersey Vern. They do their Real Cast show on the weekends as well. A lot of good sports information. A lot of fun had on both of those shows. Uh, Real Cast or Everyday People Radio. Gary Joyner as well. So if you're on Spreaker, man, there's a lot of good stuff happening. Make sure you guys check it out and check these shows out. Support these brothers. Real good radio, man. Real good radio. So, All right. We are already stamped 16 minutes in. This brother's been talking. Let's take us a quick break here. And I will be right back. So have a drink, smoke them. If you got them, go take the bathroom breaks. And I'm going to hit you up with a little Bruno Mars. I'll be right back after this. Baby squirrel, use a sexy motherfucker. Give me your, give me your, give me your attention, baby. I got to tell you a little something about yourself.
And what's going on, everybody? Sports done right, live from the executive mansion, baby. What's going down, everybody? Vince Wright, chilling here, and we are having ourselves a good time. See what's going on in this chat real quick. Like I said, no producer behind the glass tonight, so my interaction on the chat is going to be real limited out there. But want to give a big shout-out to Gary Joyner. We already said his show. Um, Gary, what's going on, man? Glad you could make it through. Listen to your show the other night, sounding good as always. And uh, African-American men, black men out there, uh, it was a good topic about getting to the doctor, man. So I'm getting to that age myself where I got to do the old colonoscopy and all that stuff. So everybody, regardless of color, um, go out there, get yourselves checked out no matter how you're feeling. And, um, you know, take just start taking care of ourselves out there, so. Jarvis J, my main man, he's another brother up here from the Twin Cities. Glad Jarvis joined us tonight. And let's get into a little bit of college football. Let's talk about the Southeastern Conference, SEC, what's going down. And, man, many, many, many things going down for the SEC this year. And one of the things that we're going to focus on are some key games. We'll talk about those games and we're going to focus on some key players um you know i could sit here and like we broke down the big 10 i'm not going to spend that type of time in the sec because you know we a northern show i mean i'm you know from up north so that's why we talked about the big 10 but let me tell you something obviously the power in college football for the past many years has been from this conference which is called the Southeastern Conference. So, one of the things we're going to talk about tonight with this Southeastern Conference, people, is some key games that are going to be happening. And one of these things, <clears throat> excuse me, one of these games is going to start the season off. And. September 5th, we got number three Alabama against the 20th ranked Wisconsin Badgers. Now, I know everybody in Alabama doesn't think football's played north of that state. But I want, look, I'm not going to say Wisconsin's going to win this game, okay? I'm not, I'm not going quite that far. But if you're an Alabama fan, if you're an SEC fan, there's a couple things you need to know so that if you're rooting for Bama, this isn't a trap game. Number one, this team's going to be bringing the entire state with them. Okay, they're going, there's going to be a lot of red for Alabama, but there's going to be probably just as much red down there for Wisconsin. And they are going to be loud. They're going to be drunk because they're from Wisconsin, and they're going to be rowdy. And them fans are coming to throw down just like that football team. Now they have a new coach. There's going to be some new systems in place. And that's why, I, ultimately, I think Bama wins. <clears throat> but one thing is that Wisconsin, much like their basketball team, is always fundamentally sound. Always fundamentally sound. So if uh, Saban doesn't have these boys prepared or they're overlooking the Badgers, then Alabama could get upset basically in their backyard down in Dallas. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So September 5th, keep an eye on Alabama, Wisconsin. Uh, it should be a good game nonetheless. 
And I expect Alabama probably to win by about 8 to 11 points. Um, pulling away towards the end of the game, possibly. But you never know, man. Big Ten football's back. So another game on September 5th is... Now, this one could be a trap game. Vanderbilt, you know, not normally a power. But um, I was looking at a website called Saturdays Down South. That's where I got a lot of information for these games. And they put this game on, on their list, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, Western Kentucky at Vanderbilt. Uh, I'm just going to read verbatim here. And, again, this comes from Saturdays Down South. And I uh, want to give them uh, their props. They're a nice little website if you're interested in SEC news. So this will not be an easy early season matchup for the Commodores, even in front of the home crowd. The Hilltoppers have won eight games, or they won eight games last season, including the Bahamas Bowl against Central Michigan. This season, Western Kentucky has received a vote in the preseason AP poll and will be looking to build off the momentum that they generated last season as a member of Conference USA. The Hilltoppers must not be intimidated by the SEC because they also scheduled a November meeting with LSU and Baton Rouge. So. Uh, could be a fun little game there. So if you're a Commodore fan down in Nashville, keep an eye on that one. September 3rd, the Battle of the Carolinas, South versus North, Gamecocks versus Tar Heels, Jungle Brother up there in Charlotte. You ready to throw down for your Tar Heels, I hope. Carolinas open the season with their border war. This game will be on a neutral field, the Bank of American Stadium, where the Panthers play, of course. So that should be a fun venue there. But although the game is in North Carolina, the venue is slightly closer to, to Columbia than it is Chapel Hill. Remember, North Carolina is a very, very wide state. So it's going to be a great game there. Again, the, the border war, South Carolina, North Carolina, September 3rd. September 12th, big game, Oklahoma at Tennessee. And if Tennessee is for real, this is the game. This is the one they got to win. September 12th, got the Sooners coming in there, meeting of two top 25 teams. Better be ready to do it. You better be ready to do it, Tennessee. What's going on in Rocky Top? You're going to have to show us. Okay, Everybody's been talking Tennessee this whole preseason. They're back. They're looking good. Yada, yada, yada. We're going to see. So anyway, let me jump in this chat room here. Oh, my main man, King 50. How you doing, brother? G King 50 is up in the chat room. Welcome to the mansion. <laughs> Studio audience always loves when King 50 throws up in the joint. Jungle Brother says the Badgers can't run on first and second down expecting to win. That quarterback must throw and connect on first down. Look at Jungle Brother. Look at Jungle Brother breaking out some Big Ten knowledge out there from the state of North Carolina. All right. Way to go, Jungle Brother. And by the way, I agree. I agree. They got to make things happen. You know, they, they got to throw on first down. They got to keep that, that tied defense guessing. And who knows? Maybe they can get an early touchdown or two. So definitely a very good point there, Jungle. Again, um, Jarvis J. everybody in the mix there. Gophers will be good this year. Nice class coming in. That is absolutely correct, Jarvis. You know what is up. The key is Mitch Leidner. We'll talk about him in a second. 
So, um, there were the games that we should focus on in the SEC. Early games, by the way. These were all kind of early season games to get the thing started off. And the information on that, again, came from Saturdays Down South, which is a nice little website. And ladies and gentlemen, all hail the first lady of sports in the state of Minnesota. Angie Wright is in the mix. Man. And also wanna wanna give some wanna give some love to the first lady today. She was out working, doing her thing, having the meetings in downtown Minneapolis and uh gave the gov a call. Governor always has a tight schedule, but security patched her through and uh this lovely wife of mine surprised me and took me out for a very nice lunch today at uh, Ike's downtown Minneapolis. So, honey, love you. Thank you. That was a very unexpected uh, surprise today. Anytime I get to hang out with the wife, it's all good in the hood. So thank you so much, babe. Love you. Now, let's take a look at some of these players in the SEC. And these are going to be some... Uh, key players that can have a big impact early um, we got a lot of them to go through we're not going to talk about all of them we're just going to throw some names out there to get it on your radar so when you're watching and you know you, you hear that name you're going to go hey by the way i was listening to sports done right with the sports governor on tuesday nights at spreaker.com by the way and man the gov was talking about this dude weeks ago all right, so Texas A&M, you know, the coach over there really wants them to to get tough. He wants them to play a little tougher. I saw an article early um, where coach was talking about that. And Kyler Murray's a quarterback down there. And this kid... No, trans. I did he transfer in? I can't remember. But he's pushing for the starting job. I seen some film on him. I was watching SEC Network. I think they were showing some stuff. Kyler Murray may, if if he doesn't play right away, he's going to find a way to maybe get in there and keep an eye on him. So um, Kyle Allen, Phil, you know, he was last year's news. But this kid is really pushing them, so so definitely keep your eye on them. Again, Kyler Murray's a quarterback, Texas A&M. Blake Barnett over in Bama, quarterback as well. And Barnett is in the heat of the battle with uh, you know everybody else over there. And uh, the quote that I have here says, "It seems unlikely Nick Saban would start a true freshman quarterback, but it does happen." And Barnett is one of the most talented quarterback recruits Alabama has ever signed. So that's saying, that's saying some big news there. Uh, a couple other names here. Martez Ivy, who's an offensive tackle for Florida, says here, and again, this uh, also, I believe, comes from, this information comes from the Sports Down South site. The Gators are in desperate need of some playmakers on offense. They got, an, oh, and by the way, new head coach down in Florida too, by the way. Keep that in mind. Um, their coach did do a solid recruiting job in his first partial off season. It says here by securing some of the nation's most talented players on national signing day. And Martez Ivy is one of them. He's six, five, 290 pounds. 
Um, they say he has the perfect size, perfect frame for a SEC offensive tackle. He's the total package. He has long reach, very quick feet, and could possibly start immediately because their offensive line in Florida is very, very depleted. So, Now, I know we got some LSU people in the house. What's going on? Go Tigers. That's right. Raging Cajun, more my belly wide. Welcome to Louisiana. And by the way, Kevin Tolliver II, a defensive back for LSU. Man, I again, I've seen a little film on this guy too, and then he's solid. The Bayou Bengals have sent enough of them to defensive backs to the NFL. They're DBU, Defensive Back University. Now, Tolliver committed in 2012 as a high school sophomore, man, a sophomore. And he is now ready to become their starting cornerback down there. So keep an eye on Kevin Tolliver II down at Louisiana State University, home of the Tigers. Trent Thompson, University of Georgia. He is a defensive tackle. He's known for his ability to put pressure on the quarterback. It's no surprise he was regarded as the nation's best high school player last year. The nation's best high school player, y'all. Give it up for this kid, man. Trent Thompson, defensive tackle. Man. All right. John Fisher, man, these Georgia Bulldogs may are they may finally be on the cusp of doing something down there for you, man. Just might be ready for you. But anyway, a couple other players. Um, Drew Locke, quarterback out of Missouri. And they're saying a lot of people believe he's the best freshman quarterback in the country. Um, he's going to play behind Matty Mock. You know, he's number two on the dead chart. But he should get a, some looks this year and could step in. Obviously, if there's an injury, they're very excited over this kid. Again, Drew Locke, quarterback, Missouri. Leo Lewis, who's a linebacker down at Mississippi State. Get them cowbells going. And Lewis brings a, in a simple fundamental ability to tackle ball carriers. And that's very understated. You know, tackling is a very basic thing. Wrap them up, get them down. And, it, it, you know, once you master the basics of wrapping people up, man, you can do it. So. Uh, he finished with 176 tackles his junior and senior year. Um, he, they say he's not too flat, flashy on film, but he gets the job done. Before spurning LSU for, on, for the Bulldogs on National Signing Day, Lewis also was committed to Alabama and Ole Miss. Sounds like this brother couldn't make up his mind, but, hey, he's back here. And um, tell you what, Mississippi, they say, is very happy that he is Mississippi State Bulldogs. So. All right, so a lot of good things, a lot of real interesting players in the SEC. A lot of new faces going to be popping up there. And, you know, everybody's always going to say Alabama, 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 and we get that. But there's a lot of good teams that are starting to pop off, and I think the SEC took last year as kind of a personal front as a conference, obviously with the Ohio State uh, dominance that they put on them. Uh, to get to get into the uh, championship game, and you know what Ohio State did to Bama, boy, that was awesome. That you know that was borderline Tyson D Buster Douglas esque. 
if you know what I mean. So um, big things coming from the SEC. We are going to take a quick break, people. We're going to be right back. I'm going to throw in uh, some local sports news here for our Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota Vikings, the Twins. We're going to talk about the New York Yankees. And we're going to take a look at the Chicago Cubs, who just keep putting the pressure on. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I am the sports governor here at Sports Done Right. We are on Spreaker.com every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Come hang out for a while and check us out. We'll be right back after this break.
Let's go, Gophers! E S O T A, Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, Gophers! Raw. What's going on, everybody? Back to talk about the University of Minnesota. What's going down on the Dinky Town campus of my alma mater? Well, quick update on the search for a new athletic director here at the University of Minnesota. Not a damn thing. Nothing to report. Oh, here's something to report. Since, uh... Mr. Norwood Teague decided, you know, he wanted to do what he did and sexually harass people. And now there's an investigation, obviously, that's going to be starting here into the not only the athletic department, but the search firm probably that hired this guy, you know, did the search, brought him in because there were incidents reported while he was at Virginia Commonwealth as well. And remember, this is the guy that hired Shaka Smart. He was athletic director at Virginia Commonwealth. So uh, one thing that's going to be very interesting that broke here was now the state legislature wants a report on this whole situation. Once the university's report is concluded. So here we go again. Here we go again. Uh, you know, I. <sighs> Why do we got to get these damn politicians involved in this? I get it. It's a state school. You know, they, they get money from the state. And, you know, I get that. But, you know, to the Minnesota legislature, Democrat and Republicans, Jungle, I'm going to have to borrow your sit your ass down award. So to the to the Minnesota legislature, I'm going to give it the sit your ass down award and, you know, stop overreacting. Let's let this thing play out and see what happens here before we start getting goofy. Uh, Minnesota State Legislature. Anyway, let me jump into this chat room here. Got to say what's up to everybody. Ronald Cameron, Jersey Vern, Jungle Brother. Governor, if baseball was a female, she'd have a restraining order on those twins. Last time they won a playoff series, Ken Herbeck weighed under 300 pounds. My man. My man, how did you know that? That is funny as shit. Man, Jungle, you're on fire tonight, man. You are on fire. Incredible. Incredible. Dog and our main man, another hometown kid, by the way, from Bloomington. 15 minutes away from the stadium, Ken Herbeck. And, of course, got to love how Ron Gant pushed Ken Herbeck off first base, but... Kent Herbeck definitely, you know, the all-star first baseman caliber that he was in the 91 World Series, held on to that ball. And despite Ron Gant trying to be a buster and pushing him off first base, the ump made the correct call. Ron Gant, you are out. You are still out. Every time I look at that video, you always going to be out. So Ken Herbeck, baller award, post-haste. Anyway. Back to baseball. <laughs> Man, a lot of good things happening in baseball. A lot of teams are, are, are in it. 
Let's take a quick spin through here. New York Yankees in the Atlanta, or in the American League East tied with Toronto. Now the records I'm telling you are before tonight's games. Okay, so if anything has changed, this is as the day started today. The Yankees and Toronto were tied, 69 and 56 apiece. Toronto was seven and three in their last ten. The Yankees were six and four. And they're going to be battling. They're going to be battling right down to the end. Kansas City's free and clear here in the central part of the country. Uh, they are 13 games up before tonight's game on my Minnesota Twins. Twins are still alive in the wild card, but Kansas City's just balling, and they are doing their thing. Let's go out to the West now. The West has gotten real interesting, people. The American League West, you got Houston and Texas battling each other Houston is three and a half games up on Texas Texas has gone on a huge winning streak eight and two in their last uh, 10 games they're on the three game winning streak and man let me tell you what can you say about the Rangers man riding in on the, on a horse with no name and you have the Los Angeles Angels five games back so they're right there as well and it's gonna be real fun going down going down again to the end in the west Gary Joyner says Herbeck can't push the plate away. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Herbeck's a big boy now. I will, I will definitely say that. Jungle Brother says he remembers Herbeck as a rookie. He was Joe Maurer size. Yes, that first game in New York Yankee Stadium. First at bat, one of the first, one of the few players to have a home run in his first major league at bat. And yeah, you're right. He did look like Joe Maurer. Absolutely, absolutely. So make sure you guys spread the word out there on Sports Done Right. We're doing it every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com at 7.30. So let's head over to the National League, take a quick peek at what's popping over here. Man, could we be setting up for a Subway Series? Let me hear from, from the New York people out there in that chat room, uh, Jungle. What's going on, you Yankees fans? Jersey. Y'all going to be playing the New York Mets? In late October for a world championship. The New York Mets are five and a half games over Washington. They are 14 and a half games over Atlanta. The Mets, they, they've won four in a row, six and four in their last 10. And they're playing Philadelphia, who is a complete horse crap, as we know. So some good timing there. But the Mets, man, they're doing it. You know, uh, Cespedes and, and the rest of them, they're balling out there, man. So, you know, hats off to the Mets. You know, they are always the New York Yankees bitch in that town. Uh, quick story, when I was in New York a few years ago, I was out there celebrating the anniversary with the first lady. She worked for GE at the time. So, you know, she had to go out there and do some work stuff. And, of course, I get to tag along. We're going to do that anniversary thing. And... The one thing that I noticed, I thought this was really weird, and Jungle and all you New York people out there in the chat room comment on this, I could not find the New York Mets hat to save my life. Now check this out. I land at LaGuardia, right across the damn bay, the parking lot from City Field, home of the New York Mets. I can't find the New York baseball Mets hat to save my life in, in LaGuardia. The closest place out to the damn stadium. I mean, this is crazy. 
is crazy. It is New York Yankees all the way. And I think the, the Mets fans are just some of the leftover Dodgers fans over there in Queens. You know, that, that are, have just adopted the Brooklyn Dodgers. Or maybe the Giants. I don't know. Just the two New York teams that left for the West Coast. Maybe these are just the leftover fans. But it's a Yankees town. I see why. That's where the history, the, the tradition is. But it amazed me that I literally could not find the New York Mets hat to buy my son in New York City. Jungle Brother says the Mets don't have a postseason skipper. Big John Fisher. I would try and do that Rastafari and talk that you do. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But Big John Fisher says the Mets have no flavor. And I think this is probably why we're starting to see why the Mets uh, have no no sale out there. It really just amazed me. I could not find the New York Mets hat. Now, obviously, you know, I found stores that had them and all that. But it just amazed me that in LaGuardia Airport, shithole airport, by the way. But that's, that's chat for the travel show. But anyway, um... So, yeah, it's a New York Yankees town, but it could be a, another Subway series going on. So keep keep it uh, keep it locked there, man. And again, now that's going to bring us over to the central here. And, you know, here we go again. St. Louis is 79 and 45. The three and a half games over Pittsburgh, who's 75 and 48. And again, my Cubs with Chris Bryant's walk off homer in the bottom of the ninth today. You know, they're, well, 73-51, and 51, probably uh, going to be either five-and-a-half to six-and-a-half games back, but they're right there in the wild card. Man, this division is something else, and all three of those teams, as of right now, if the season ended today, all three of those teams are in. Hats off to the National League Central, boys. They are balling. They know what they are doing. Man, incredible, incredible. Jersey Vern says the Mets uniform is the colors of the Dodgers and the Giants together. Yep, that's true. Nice, nice. If you're going to rock a Mets hat, get the black fitted one, says Jungle Brother. Uh-oh, is that Ninja in this chat room? If he is, what's up, Ninja? Glad you made it through. I'm coming all the way from the land of the... Uh, Crimson Tide, what's going on? So anyway, as we finish it out, let's let's go out west there. And you got the Dodgers. They are a game and a half over Frisco. It always comes down to these two teams. It always comes down to September. And Arizona, in case you're curious, is five and a half games back. Padres, um, hey, they're, they've snuck up a little bit, and, you know, they're within sniffing distance. The Padres are six and a half games back, and, again, this is before the game started today. They are seven and three in their last ten, and uh, they lost yesterday, so their streak, uh, they had a streak come to an end, and they're playing Washington. So keep an eye on the Padres, possibly. And Ninja is definitely in the chat room. We love it. We love it. Let's wrap up the baseball talk here. We're just going to take a quick look at the wild card picture for you. If the season ended today before today's game started, 
you would have dun, 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 the Yankees. Toronto and Texas would be the American League wildcard teams. And as we uh, said before, or excuse me, I think I may have made a mistake there, but two of those three teams, pardon me. And Pittsburgh and Chicago at the season ended today in the National League. So that's what you're looking at with the baseball. You know, I heard some quotes that the pop that the um, attendance in baseball is up again this year. And even though baseball has definitely lost its luster as the national pastime, you know, these teams are making money. You know, people are going to these games. So, ah, Ninja, I hear you. I hear you. Me and Ninja, Ninja are going to be doing a periscope battle, and I know it's basically on presentation only, but we're going to be smoking some ribs. Now, that Ninja is a world-class pitmaster himself. I, on the other hand, I'm the little engine that could. Still got to get me a new smoker, by the way, first lady. And we're going to do some ribs, and we're going to put them on periscope, and we're going to kind of show you the tenderness of them, the... In my case, you're going to see a beautiful pink smoke ring around mine, and and it should be a lot of fun. So I hear you, Ninja. We're going to get that date set up. Um, are you going to be in Atlanta, by the way, for the Doug Stewart celebration? If so, let's touch base there as well. All right here. Now, I totally got, as they say, discombobulated. We're going to get back to the gopher talk as I diverged into baseball. I just kind of wanted, you know, to get that out the way. So let's bring it on back here over to that. Um, Richard Patino. He's going to get a raise here. And he got a raise, an annual raise of 400000 It was official. This deal has actually been done for a while. It became official here uh, just a couple of days ago. So Patino gets a raise. He's going to have to produce. Uh, the women's basketball co coach, Marlene Stallings, and the softball coach, Jessica Allister, also receive raises, according to the Star Tribune article. Stallings receives an annual raise of 75000 and Allister will receive about 36000 over the next two years. So... Uh, the announcement comes after Jerry's kills. The uh, football coach, his raise earlier this month. And obviously with the athletic director resigning, we know what's happening there. So, all right, folks, I've been talking for a while, so I'm going to do a quick reset here. We're going to get some uh, get some music here. We're going to take a quick break. I will be right back, and we're going to get into the NFL and this RG3 story. Keep it locked. Sports done right every Tuesday night at 730 here on Spreaker.com. <laughs> You ready, me? Let's go get him. Look for me, young B, cruising down the west side highway, doing what we like to do. I Eyes behind shades, this necklace the reason all of my dates been blind dates But today, I got my barrowist girl with me I'm mashing the gas, she's grabbing the wheel It's trippy, how hard she rides with me The new Bobby and Whitney, only time we don't speak is doing sex in the city She gets carry fever, but soon as the show's over She's right back to me and my soldier Cause mommy's a rider, and I'm a roller Put us together, how they gon' stop both us? 
whatever she lacks, I'm right over her shoulder. When I'm off track, mommy is keeping me focused. So let's lock this down like it's supposed to be. The O3, Bonnie and Clyde, Hope and B. Holla. All I need in this life is sin. It's me and my girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend. Down the Sports done right every Tuesday on Spreaker.com, live and direct from the Executive Mansion, baby. I'm the sports governor, Vince Wright. You are listening to Sports Done Right. Throwing them beats down. Had to dig in the crates tonight on the ones and twos. Yeah. Anyway, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for everybody chilling in the chat room. Again, just to give the update, we are hoping maybe with next week's show, possibly to be set up with the live production, be able to take the phone calls live, do all the fun stuff that we keep saying we're going to do, but just be patient with us, folks. It's going to happen, and when it does, the the roof is going to be thrown, and we're going to have a ball because once these phone lines are able to blow up, Man, it is happening. It is happening. So 
Vince Wright, the sports governor, looking at a very beautiful lady who just got a foul ball in Tampa Bay, Florida. The Twins are up 10-7, to top of the sixth. The uh, runs are free-flowing in this game, so this game's going to take forever. Twins up 10-7 to on Tampa Bay. So, chaos in Washington, D.C., people. Chaos in D.C. John Gruden doesn't like his quarterback. His quarterback, RG3, I'm sure probably don't like him too much. Why? What is going on with this franchise, and why is it always dysfunction ever since Dan Schneider has owned this franchise? Can somebody tell me that in the chat room? You guys are great football minds out there. I'm, I'm being dead serious here, too, because, you know, the Washington uh, Redskin fan base is, is phenomenal. It's a national uh, fan base. And, I, you know, I, Baylor, a big fan of RG3, obviously, any black quarterback who does well and, you know, hopefully they can take it to the next level. But, man, this relationship here has gone south in the worst way, in the worst way. Now, I did uh, some reading on the Washington Post, a couple other local websites out there today over lunch, and it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, I got a couple articles here. We're going to read some things, quote some things. Uh, they're both from the Washington uh, Post. First article, RG3 must deliver this Saturday is from a young brother, uh, reporter Mike Jones. From Again, he writes for the Washington Post. Says when not writing about the Redskins, which is rare, he can be found screaming. Oh, okay, just some local bullshit. But anyway, Mike Jones, reporter for the Washington Post. RG3 must deliver this Saturday. And we'll kind of paraphrase, cut to the chase here. No player has more to prove this week than RG3. However, no quarterback is not in danger of getting the axe next Tuesday. But based on lack of production from the offense during the preseason, his drama-filled week leading up to the Detroit game and his ensuing poor execution of, and, of course, the game-ending concussion, Griffin badly needs a good week in what likely will represent his last game before the September 13th regular season opener. First, Griffin must get healthy. So far, so good, as uh, Coach Jay Gruden says. Quarterback hasn't experienced any lingering symptoms from the concussion, and he was able to practice fully uh, Sunday. He will see a neurosurgeon later this week, you know, obviously just to make sure everything's good to go, So, because he is going to be playing the Ravens. And then even though it's preseason, you saw Terrell Suggs. There, he don't know preseason, so... Yeah, you better make sure you're right to, to go against that defense even for uh, a couple series. Um, you know, this this guy here in his article says Griffin has to do the little things right. Yes, the offensive line must protect him. We know that. But there were instances in the Lions game where the quarterback could have helped himself. On the, on the first quarter in completion where Griffin got drilled by Phillip Hunt while attempting to throw to his right, Left tackle Willie Smith appeared to whiff on the block completely. Hunt, but later on, he said that that was actually the play, and it was not his responsibility as the protection called for him to block down, not out. So what they're saying there is Robert Griffin should have known that and gotten rid of the ball quicker. 
So just a couple quotes. There's a lot more to the story where we've just touched the surface, but I want to check out the chat room here because I know this was a big topic earlier on a Doug Stewart show. It's been a national topic on a lot of shows. So let's jump in here. Gary Joyner says Gruden never deserved the job to begin with. He got that job based on his big brother. I totally agree with you, Gary Joyner. Well said, my man. Well said. And Ronald Cameron, Jay Gruden is a joke. He is responsible for developing Andy Dalton, and he's an average quarterback at best. RG3 needs a fresh start with a new team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jungle Brother, he says the Redskins are run like a corporation. Every decision goes through the board. By the time the decision is made, it's already outdated. Very well put, Jungle Brother. Everybody's on point tonight. I love it. Big James Cooper has just popped in the chat room, ladies and gentlemen. Big James, thank you for joining us. And thank you for uh, following me on Twitter, where you can follow me at the Big Smooth One. Again, this is Sports Done Right. Every Tuesday night, we're talking sports. We're having guy time here in the executive mansion because I am the sports governor, Vince Wright. And I'm hanging with my posse where we talk all things Minnesota sports, but with a national twist as well. And if you love the Big Ten Conference, I'm your guy. So back to the chats here. Big James Cooper, by the way, says the Ravens are going after Griffin. The Ravens were embarrassed by the Eagles last week and will have something to prove. Good point. Big John Fisher. Uh, Big John is an Eagles fan. Skins suck. They are completely dysfunctional. Drop the mic. If I could drop this mic without breaking this thing, I would. I wouldn't. Too much money invested in this microphone, homeboy. But, yes, I got you, and I do agree. I do agree. So... Um, let me jump back here in this article because this this is very interesting how these two and this relationship is, has just deteriorated. Um, let's see here. Griffin's feel for the pressure also could have been better. In some instances, he needed to get outside of the pocket and put his mobility to use rather than either sliding into a defender's path or subjecting himself to a big hit. Griffin must also protect the ball. Fumbling the ball in the second quarter and scrambling after it is what resulted in that concussion, this writer says. If the quarterback can find ways to extend plays and give his team new life, it will open up the offense more. Gruden has tried his best to say all the right things, but on Sunday, while trying to praise Kirk Cousins and Colt McCoy, the coach simultaneously pointed out part of the problem with the Griffin-led offense while also trying to blame himself for the problems. Quote, really, with our one group, we haven't been able to muster a drive. With Kirk and Colt, when they're in there, we can get a couple first downs, we can get into rhythm as play callers, unquote, Gruden said, quote. So far, Robert, unfortunately, as play callers, we've done a poor job of getting our team into rhythm. We've got to get a first down and then followed up with a nice bootleg or something like that. We've just been first down, second down, third down, punt. It seems like that's how it seems like it was against Detroit. It's very necessary for us to get the offense moving positively and a little bit to get into rhythm. We just haven't been able to do that. Unquote from the coach, Jay Gruden. Oh, boy. 
you know, and then, like I said, you have the chairman, Dan Snyder, who has really just done nothing with this team. And I'm sure a lot of Washington fans would love for him to sell the team at this point. But Gruden hasn't let the frustration or impatience with Griffin show, this writer says. Because owner Dan Snyder and team president Bruce Adlin badly want to see Griffin succeed. So there's that power struggle again that has been talked about ever since last year. You know, the board, as Jungle Brother likes to call them, they're RG3 backers. The coach doesn't want RG3. It's that simple. So who's going to win out? Well, the owner. It's his team. That's why Griffin's there. So it says here, even if Griffin plays poorly against the Ravens, a change at quarterback is unlikely this early. Well, of course it is. Because, you know, Cousins came in last year and early and did some mop-up work and did some very good things. And, you know, he's a Big Ten kid, Michigan State, Sparty, you know. We, we follow him here at Sports Done right here on Spreaker.com every Tuesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. But, you know, he also kind of took a couple steps backward as, as well. And when he got his chance to start, he didn't really light things up that much himself. So from another article by Liz Clark and Mike Jones, again from the Washington Post, I highlighted this part. The offense, or excuse me, the starting offense has yet to score a touchdown. In the preseason opener at Cleveland, Griffin's three drives produce a lone field goal. Against Detroit, the first-team offense never crossed midfield on its four possessions. The futile effort ended when Griffin didn't get up, you know, talking about when he uh, got hit. But Griffin didn't get up after absorbing his sixth hit and third sack in eight dropbacks. Oh, boy. What's it going to take? That ninja says... Hugh, what the F? What coach does that shit? Gruden is moist, sounds like a bitch, witch hunt. Big John Fisher, Gruden suddenly throwing RG3 un- under the bus. I totally agree. There've been He's had many, many little smart-ass quotes about his quarterback, and he's done exactly that. Good point, Big John Fisher. Gruden knows the only way to get rid of RG3 is to get him hurt, so that's what he's going to do. John Fisher again. Probably right. Probably right. So, you know, we're going to keep our eye on this. There's a lot of finger point going on in D.C., and that's not helping things because this team needs a, a, a season in the worst way. And, uh, you know, they're, they've got knowledgeable fans. Their fans don't put up with crap like this. And it, it hurts me as football fans. Now, a lot of people who don't like their, their mascot are, are loving it. So, you know, but that's, that's a whole separate issue. Redskins fans are hurting and this isn't helping. Big Coop, Big James Coop. Out there in the chat room, Jungle Brother. In Washington, you have an F-14 pilot at QB, but the squadron commander, Jay Gruden, wants him to fly a crop duster. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Well said, my brother. Well said, my brother. Oh, man. 
All right. Well, we're getting towards uh, the 73rd minute here of Sports Done Right. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after smooth. You can also look for our chat room, our uh, sports group room on Facebook. Just type in Sports Done Right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T, my last name. That should bring you to the room, and uh, we will get you, get that invite accepted. And uh, you can come in there and do some chat and do some politicking with us. Uh, post whatever you got to post. Represent your city, your state, your team, your college, whatever it is. Do it all here on Sports Done Right, baby. Big things coming. Can't wait to share it with you. Hopefully next week we may have some some things happening. And folks, when the phone lines go up very, very soon and we're able to take calls, please feel free to call in with anything you got to say. Because once we're able to start bannering off each other and you can actually get through security and start talking to the governor in the situation room. Oh, hell no. Hell no. Anyway. It's that time of the night again where we talk about all of these lovely uh, female sports reporters. And this is where we get into some more guy talk. Ladies, if you're offended, now may be a good time to do something else. But anyway, uh, Taylor Rooks was the initial winner of we got to come up with a good name for the for the kind of the hot sports chick of the week award or something like that. So, you know, throw some suggestions out there. Tweet me. At the big smooth one, hit me up in this chat room on Spreaker.com at Sports Done Right. And um, this week's winner, quite simply, is a blonde bombshell, phenomenal reporter, and um, boy, she she got a booty on her because I've seen it up close and personal in the front row of TCF Bank Stadium. I want to give it up, ladies and gentlemen, Carissa Thompson, Fox Sports. <sighs> You are beautiful, girl. You are beautiful. Carissa Thompson, man. You know, there we go. Boner of the week from the first lady. I love it. (laughs) All right. Shoot, call it the sit your ass down on my lap award. John Fisher, I like that as well. But for some reason, with that sound effect, Boner of the Week just might have won. And anyway, Taylor Rooks definitely gets it started last week. Carissa Thompson this week. Uh, but two very, very good reporters as well. But um, check out some of the video on Carissa Thompson's Facebook page. Man, I wish I was, oh, about 50 pounds lighter, 20 pounds or 20 years younger and living in L.A., man, because that chick is beautiful. That chick is cold-blooded. And anyway, uh, boner of the week to the both of those ladies. But this week's the winner is Carissa Thompson. Boner of the week! Oh, the first lady has just called me stupid. Uh, she's a good girl. She's a good girl. So anyway, here, we're going to take um, one of our last breaks. Get some uh, things popping here. Gonna come back and just have some fun, just kind of shoot the shit to wrap this show up. This is Sports Done Right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. If you're looking for great podcasts, check them out on Spreaker.com. On the weekends, Friday, Saturday, and possibly Sundays, you got the Real Cast Rangers. 
That's Jersey Vern, Jungle Brother. They are chopping it up, and I am uh, a proud guest on that show and always proud to, to talk to them two brothers on their show every night. If you want something a little offbeat, you want something a little bit different with some high energy, cooking with the microwave, our main man, John Fisher, is going to be bringing some, some very uh, good sports insight to you. He's going to have some fun with you. That Jamaican accent's going to come out. Um, for some reason, if you're a dude, he don't like to see your toes. That's a whole different story. We ain't getting into that here. Um, Everyday People's uh, radio show, Gary Joyner. Please check his show out as well. Man, everybody's doing it here. We all met listening to the Doug Stewart show. Going to be cracking in Atlanta next month. So, big game, James. I was about to go to break, but we're going to give a big shout out to big game, James, from the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona. That's right, baby. My podcast is national. I've been heard in every state almost. I've been heard in South Africa. I have been heard in England. Oh, man, give it up anyway. Big game, James. What's going on, my brother? Studio audience loves Big Game James, baby. Big Game James. It's going down. Anyway, James, glad you popped in here. There's my mom again. Great show. Dad loved it. Nice. My pops representing Pittsburgh, PA, down in Fayette County, Brownsville, Pennsylvania, to my family down in Fayette County, Pennsylvania. What's going on? You're going to hear me there as well. Anyway, we're going to take our break here. A little Tupac for you guys. Uh, have that drink, smoke them. If you got them, go get the bathroom breaks in. I will be right back. Then put they Mac down. Me, myself, I hustle with finesse. Yes, I'm an Oakland baller. Rule number one, check game. And for sure, you gon' respect game. Be your own nigga, meaning buy your own dope. Cause that front shit is punk shit. Something I never funked with. Be true to this game, and this game will be true to you. That's real shit. Disrespect, see what this it do to you. That jacking and robbing, despising your homie. 
ain't healthy. Niggas be ending up dead for to get wealthy. But not me, though. I'm sowing something major. So what I reap is false. That's why my public status is flawed. Went from a young nigga living residential to a young nigga working presidential. Yes, look good. You're back. Show him look good every time. Oh, who's who? Step up. I know I'm a blood clap. You're a fucking gears. Oh, we're tech. Back, what's going on, everybody? Sports done right on the Real Cast Podcast family. Digging it, baby. Uptown from Prince. And that was for our main man, James Fuller, out there in the chat room. Me and James spent many a night drinking tequila in Uptown. Probably driving around listening to some Prince after. But James, that was for you, brother. Had to had to play the purple man, the hometown pride for you out there in Phoenix, Arizona. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to touch on something here before this show ended. Tiger Woods. 
Tiger Woods and the Wyndham Championship over the weekend. Let's take a quick look at this golf tournament. I want to talk about the Tiger effect that even though he hasn't won nothing, played the, the, the worst golf of his career over the, the past uh, year and a half or so, it's just incredible, man. It is just incredible how people came out to this tournament. There was a 30% increase in attendance. And this is what's considered a second-rate tournament, people. You know, just a bunch of people trying to get their cards for next year and whatnot. But anyway, Tiger shows up, increase almost 30 40% in tickets and attendance right off the bat. And here's the good news of that. Because of the Tiger effect, as I'm calling it, they were actually able to give 50% more money to the charities that they donate to for that tournament. So definitely, you got to give them a, ha a hands up for that. And that's a real true Tiger effect, man. Able to give 50% more money to the charities because one golfer showed up. And the golfer who had been sucking um, to that point. They, you know, increased the gates on the weekends. And here's what I liked from Tiger. Obviously, we know he did good the first three rounds. He was, he, you know, a couple strokes out of the lead when the day started on Sunday. He got the hole 11, and it all went to hell there. Um, you know, I just, I, he had a triple bogey. Triple bogey seven, I believe it was, on hole number 11. And then he came right back on hole 12 and bogeyed hole 12. So he gave back four shots and two holes. Not enough time to catch it. But here's what he did. And this is where we're going to give him, yeah, we're going to give Tiger Wood a little baller award. He, he birdied four out of his last six holes. Got it back down to 13 under. Uh, finished the day right where he started. Four strokes behind our, the main man of the hour who we're going to talk about in a minute. Because uh, there's a little bit of history made with him. But Tiger Woods, for the first time, and apparently with a hurt hip, was, he said, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to stay. I'm going to play. And I'm going to fight through this for a damn change. And the brother came through almost. So maybe, maybe things can finally get going in the right direction for Tiger Woods. If he can compete with the young cats and, and make this fun. You know, Jordan Spieth, McElroy, uh, Ricky Fowler. You know, just make it fun. And, you know, maybe hey, if he can eke another major or two out of it, hey, who knows? But, you know, hats off to Tiger Woods, man. You got to like it. I, I love the, the intestinal fortitude, as they say. And way to go, Tigs. Now keep it going. Now the next time you're probably going to see him here in America is going to be at the Fries Open. And that's in a couple months. Uh, which actually kicks off the season, I believe. Uh, they got some weird scheduling in golf in terms of when the season starts, ends, all that stuff. But here's what Tiger Woods should do. Now, and I know it's selfish speaking as a golf fan, but now is not the time for him to take, you know, two months off, seven weeks off and do nothing. And, you know, maybe hit a little bucket here and there, play a little bit on the home course. Now, I know he's got family obligations. I get that. But... You know, if, if he can find a tournament or two overseas to play in these upcoming weeks, Tiger has to keep playing, man. He has to keep playing. And 
you know, like I said, now's not the time to, to stop playing. He's got to keep going. He's got to get reps in. I know apparently, like I said, his hips hurt now, but we will see. Anyway, let me jump in this chat room here. Just give you an update on our Minnesota Twins. They're up 11-7 in the top of the eighth over the Tampa Bay Rays. Byron Buxton up at the plate. Byron is two for three. Good to see him back up here, and hopefully he can start swinging the bat and doing something. He has uh, been the Twins' number one uh, uh, minor league prospect for many years. He's back from injury, and he's having a good night tonight. So hopefully the Twins can close this out and – Sure as crap, uh, as soon as I say that, Byron strikes out. So, one out, top of the eighth, Twins 11, Tampa Bay 7. So, chat room. I see there's some golf talk going between the First Lady Angie and James Fuller. James thinks that he has a masterful golf game, but more than that, we put James in his place. So I'm sure James was probably talking about trying to beat my wife in golf, which ain't happening. Okay, we, we, we know that. That just ain't happening. So um, Angie says, you got no chance. My game's like fine wine, getting better with age. You're done. It will be like old times, Angie says. You and Vince jaw the whole way to the course, and the match is over by hole two. Well, she's a funny one. She's a funny one. Uh, the best in the biz, the first lady, y'all, Angela Wright. Angela Wright. Who apparently has just walked by the situation room. If I looked out of the uh, blinders there, she has just walked by. And um, as we wind the show down, maybe we can get the first lady on here to say a little something, something. So we will check that out. Anyway, sports done right every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on Spreaker.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, man. I really appreciate it. You guys are the best out there. Uh, John Fisher. John Fisher, hit me up in that chat room. Let me know if we are going to be doing uh, cooking with the microwave tonight so we can get uh, some, some press for you as well, ladies and gentlemen. John Fisher does his show, cooking with the microwave. We call him the microwave because he heats things up. He brings up hot topics. And that's what the man does. He gets you thinking. He pushes buttons. And with an occasional shot or two or three or four, a fireball, he gets you going. He gets you going. So, Big John Fisher. And again, he'll get that reggae accent going. That But Big John Fisher has a good show. Cooking with the microwave every night. And... According to the press release, it has actually been extended to Friday night as well. So check him out. All right, man. We're going to start wrapping up this show. And, um, oh, don't forget the Real Cast Rangers featuring John Fisher and Jersey Vern tonight. That's what they're calling it. My bad, my bad, my bad. Shoot, I forgot about that. Yes, the real cast rangers, man, like uh, the Lone Ranger and Tonto. They are riding on the fruited plains, and they are tackling everything sports-related. And they're also getting into some current topics as well because as much as we love to talk sports, we can't ignore what's going on out there in the real world. Uh, a lot of hating going on, but 
No, keep God first. Keep God close to your heart. Keep your family close. And things going to be all right, man. Things will definitely be all right. So we're going to start wrapping up the show here. Again, thank you guys so much. We're going to hit this chat room. Jungle Brother, thank you. He says, great show, Governor. First class all the way. I, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, it was uh, Jungle Brother who was kind of the inspiration along with Doug where I decided I wanted to take my little shot at this uh, podcast thing as well. Like a lot of guys out there, I love talking sports, love talking, you know, just guy shit out there. And, you know, Spreaker.com, I got to give it up to Spreaker, man. They make it real easy very affordable and if you are looking to get started in the world of podcasting or or things like that take a look at spreaker.com man because they have uh definitely got it set up the right way and i think at a very fair price they give you a lot of airtime that you get to use uh some sound effects um let you download your music to it from itunes so keep it going man spreaker.com check it out if you are interested in the podcast game um, we're going to have some fun little interviews upcoming here in the next few weeks. Can't speak on anything just yet, but we are working on some things. But the first thing that we are working on here is production. So we're going to keep it cool that way. So, all right, I'm going to wrap this up, y'all. Again, from the sports governor in Minnesota. That's me, Vince Wright. Sports done right, W-R-I-G-H-T, to everybody in the chat room who we will start hearing from live very, very soon, people. Jungle Brother, John Fisher, Gary Joyner, uh, my wonderful wife, Angie Wright, the First Lady, uh, my main man from the Valley of the Sun, James Fuller, formerly of Minneapolis, Minnesota himself. Uh, Appreciate Big James coming in. And love, love every time I'm, he is one of my best friends in the world. I miss him dearly. And uh, James, hope everything's working out for you out there. Gary Joyner, to my mom and dad listening out there, Reese and Ralph Bell. Pops representing Brownsville, Pennsylvania, Fayette County down there, close to the West Virginia border. And to everybody else, if I forgot your name, uh, Jersey Vern. Uh, ninja that ninja my brother-in-law jeff pole and to all the people that hopefully listen to this uh either through download or they're, they're going to listen to it over the next couple days again i am vince wright the sports governor this is sports done right and i am gonna say hasta la vista thank you so for your support again over a hundred new twitter followers at the big smooth one that's the number one after smooth Again, check us out on Facebook, Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Just uh, do a search on that uh, sports group and you will come to our page and you can get in on the chats. You can get in and drop articles, pictures, support your show. Big Ron Cameron, my main man up in Duluth, Minnesota on the beautiful North Shore of the Inland Ocean that we call Lake Superior. Ronald Cameron, thanks for popping in here tonight. Big Cooper, my main man, Big Coop, thank you as well. And we're going to end this here with, again, another local band called the New Congress. Unfortunately, they're not together, but um, a band that had a real nice R&B flavor, R&B sound. 
Um, a few white guys, couple brothers that I, I really hope maybe one day can get back together again. Sons, the song is called Wonder Why. And again, on the Spreaker.com network, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, signing off. Keep it tuned here for the Real Cast Rangers. Jersey Vern and Big John Fish will be following us here very shortly. And again, here's new Congress. Wonder why. I wonder why